welcome to Movie Quest. All right, boys. All right. Hey, how you doing? If you've never listened to Movie Quest before, we are a podcast that talks about films. Normally, we each choose a film and we pit them against each other and rate them and make them fight. Not literally, but you know, we we fight on their behalf. Yeah, fight on their behalf. That's a good. That's a good mm-hmm. answer. This week is a bit of a side quest. As we're just going to be talking about some films that we've watched recently. Mm-hmm. We'll see if uh, the listeners can guess by the theme tune. That's even it. Yeah, it is. That's a little like little thing. It is kind of there. I could see where you were getting to. Yes, I feel like we don't even need to mention what film we watched. What did you watch, Aaron? It was El Camino. So it's the film or the film of Breaking Bad? Yeah, so yeah. after after Breaking Bad. Yes. Though, post so Bad. Post post Bad. But we'll, we'll get into that later. And then we've got a bit of a, a scary movie night um, that we all... Attended. Attended, yeah. Yes. yeah. Johnny's house. I call it spooky movies because you can't guarantee it's going to be scary, but it might be a bit spooky. It's, yeah. it's going to be spooky. You're going to be like, ooh, but I'm not like... Ah. Yeah. So we we watched some classics. Well, but we should we, no, we should reveal what they are, shouldn't we? Really? Yeah, we watched. Uh, started off with the classic Scream, which I've never seen before. I can't believe you've never seen that. And then we were looking for something a little bit more serious and a bit more substantial. Mm. So we went with after a long while looking we went with uh, Mandy, the full Nicholas, course meal, Nicholas Cage we film that came out a couple of years ago. Yes, I think yeah. it was di- uh, designed specifically not for people who suffer from epilepsy. Yes. It's like just insane. You yeah. would not want to watch that, I'm sure. No. Right. I have been. We're not going to do what we've been watching because technically we are doing what we've been, we've been watching. That's we're just the whole this episode. Kind of watched it? it together. I have got something, but I'll save it for later. I'll save it for later. Okay, okay. Because I had a day off this week, so I, I thought I better watch them for the pod. So, El Camino stars Aaron Paul. And the ginger guy from Friday Night Lights, Lance Landry. It also stars um, Walter White. Yeah, it's got Brian Cranston in it. It's also got Jesse Hank. Plemons. <laughs> Jesse Plemons is the Jesse, guy. Jesse Plemons. And yep. All the gang were back together. Well, so, yeah, mostly. Yeah. It, you know, retrospectively, yeah. they were all there. Uh, so, yeah, no spoilers, but uh, well, we will we'll have some spoilers. If you haven't seen this it. This is going to be a spoiler one. Yeah, we're just going to spoil spoiler it. one. Like, you haven't seen it at this point. I mean, it's like right. on Netflix. It's, you, know, you don't have to go to the cinema to watch it. Yeah, it's been out for ages. It's been out now. for if a few you, weeks If you've not now. seen it, you just brought it on yourself. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, I wanted to talk about this like ages ago and you guys wouldn't let me. Last week. It was last week. Two weeks no, ago. two weeks ago. Sorry, you're right. I saw it like on Tuesday night. Yeah. So the story basically is it's Jesse Pinkman's character it's basically from the, the second, the, the first, or the end of Breaking Bad He's set, he's set free, isn't he? From yeah, activity. so he's driving away at the end in, El, in an El Camino. In an El Camino, yeah. There's a recap, isn't there, as well? Yeah, on Netflix, sorry, is handy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's driving away, trying to get out of uh, out of Dodge before the police come. And basically, it's just him on the run is mostly the, yeah, the I think of the film. I think they just wanted to tie off his story arc. I think that's what this film was yeah. about, is to try and tie it all off. Okay, first question. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Did you boys enjoy it? Yeah, it's top. It's probably one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah. So how, how long ago is it now? It's like 2010 or something, 11, something like that. 
I don't even it feels know. Feels like a while ago now. Did we all watch it together? Did we watch the final together? Uh, I, I think so. I watched it in a room full of my friends, I and I don't so. know. I can't remember. Do you, all I remember is it because we watched the last couple of episodes all together. I'm pretty sure it was all together. It was on a Monday night. Yeah, and like it would be like eleven o'clock because like we like me and Jamie would be at a band practice or something like that, mm-hmm. and then we'd get there and just be like, okay, it's time for Breaking Bad, and everyone's like ready to watch it, and it was like the first one of the first TV shows that we'd all get together on a Monday night to to watch together, mm-hmm. like before. Game of Thrones. Yeah, or, before Game of Thrones, yeah. During, yeah, I can't the, think of any of the... We did it for uni for... Um, for Lost. Lost. We did oh, it for yeah, Lost. yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of Lost in like a few days, catching up at one point. But yeah, yeah, like Breaking Bad, obviously it finished. It The last season was just incredible. Yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was perfect. It felt like perfect. a movie in itself. It was so good. Sort of transcended what it was as a TV show, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. And just sort of did what he wanted to do. Like it was, yeah. So Vince Gilliam is the director and the writer of, yeah. the, of the show. He is a, I would say, I wouldn't say he's a genius. I'd say he's like a, a very, mastermind. very good director. And he's a very writer. good director, yeah. And it wasn't just with Breaking Bad actually, is that they never actually had, he never actually had a proper no story laid no, out. No, no, no. He no. knew the general like character arc of, yeah, of, yeah. of Walt. Yeah. But what he would do is he would write himself into these situations that were really difficult to, to figure out. And then he'd try and like him and his and his other writers would try and figure out a really smart and clever way that Walter might get out of the situation mm. or might and it and it made a lot of the time and I think when T V shows do that, it it doesn't work that well. But for some reason breaking bad they just managed to absolutely knock out the park every time. Especially like I felt like it was almost like on a ramp and it was just kept going up and up and mm. up. Each season built upon the last season yeah. and it just it grew and just got so much better i think it has probably my one of my favorite it's got to be top five bad guys gus is oh yeah it's so good. unbelievable yeah, as a bad guy yeah, yeah, yeah. like he is just unreal um i also think in terms of walter white's story arc going the sort of full circle from being good guy to bad guy to good guy again I wouldn't say ish, he's a good guy. Well, good, he, he has a bit, a little bit of a redemption, I suppose. Yeah, yeah redemption is probably the yeah, better yeah. word. But that it, it just it's nice that you don't because we were talking about friends like a couple of weeks ago, and we we're talking about how like you know sitcoms end and stuff. I think for a drama to sort of for their characters to sort of come yeah. into completion is quite a big deal. And I think Breaking Bad is one of the few series where that actually happens almost perfectly. Yeah, almost perfectly. So so then after Breaking Bad. Vince went on and did a spin-off series, Better Call Saul. Better yeah. Call Saul. Which is, involves the lawyer of the Saul show, Goodman. Saul Goodman. And he basically goes on the run. And, well, at the start, well, actually, yeah, he goes on the run and then, it, then it's basically a big a big prequel of yeah, before yeah. Breaking Bad. Which, we just, we just guess it's probably worth summing up how, what our thoughts are on that show as well, just, just before we go well, into the Camino. Have you finished it? I've finished the latest season, yeah. Yeah, yeah same. I haven't. Okay, have you, have you watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay. seen it. I've seen it. I've seen, so yeah, seen it. I don't mind if you spoil it. I'm actually at this point in time, I'm not that bad. So ba- basically, there's there's usually these little snippets of uh, Saul like post Breaking Bad, yeah, uh, which are all in black and white. And it's him it's working him. in like yeah. a donut uh, place or like a bagel bar or something mm. like that. And then it goes into pre Breaking Bad, which is the bulk of the story. So it goes into like how he became a lawyer and how he got into the situation he is where uh, Walter meets him in Breaking Bad. So it's, it follows his ups and downs of being a solicitor or trying to become that and him and his relationship with his brother and his uh, girlfriend. And, and it's also <laughs> the, the prequel of how Gus, the, the, the big bad, 
the, the boss in Breaking Bad, how he basically establishes his empire and how uh, Mike also gets involved is like the hitman. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like basically just to set up for Breaking Bad. I I'm not we won't go into too much detail about it. I think that show is incredibly well filmed and like beautiful in some in some places. Like and I think it works. Some some scenes and some like sequences in that, in that show work really well, really really well. Um, I just find that he doesn't have a lot to say in it, and I think versus Breaking Bad, I think he had a really strong story arc I wanted to tell, and I think for me, like Better Call Saul is lacking a little bit of that. It has mm-hmm. like some of that, mm-hmm. some smaller segments that work really well. But I think as a whole, it doesn't. It's a bit slower and doesn't really work as well as Breaking Bad. I'd say like Breaking Bad's like next generation, whereas Better Call Saul's like Deep Space Nine. Well, because uh, Deep Space yes. Nine is better than Next Generation, so obviously you it's think... not better than Next Generation. It's just, it's just like, soap, it's it's just just like soap opera. Isn't it? It's it's more like drama yeah. rather than like there's not there's not a great deal of action. Uh, you don't have like Walter White like using magnets to like destroy evidence and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, you don't yeah, have that sort yeah, of like yeah. capers going on. There's a yeah. little bit, I guess, where he's like stealing stuff and things like that. Yeah. And there's stuff going on with Mike a little bit more. But it's yeah, I, I just think it's it's for me it's not as a strong a series as, because as Breaking you, Bad. Like you know where it's got to link up to and it yeah, can't be yeah. that wild it's got to have a sort of fairly straightforward story for yeah. Saul to be in that place to work with Breaking Bad and it's, you know it's been done in an intelligent way you can't have such a wacky ride and then for Saul to be still a solicitor there, yeah. there is a sequence though at the end of the last season that almost made me bumped up the, the rating in my head of what I feel like, about Better Call Saul and I'm not going to spoil it for you Aaron but it's just a sequence done at night that's like some of the best TV or film I've ever seen like shot like mm. it was absolutely stunning which I think you would you'd probably appreciate I that I probably would yeah um, I mean, yeah so who wants to describe El Camino, like what goes on in El Camino? Right. I mean, yeah, okay. I, so Jesse drives away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's almost like two stories happening um, in the film. So one story is Jesse is sort of escaping the captivity and then also like escaping to Alaska. So that's, that's Why is he in captivity? What's he, what's he doing? Well, let me get to the let me get to the bit the other story. So the other story um, follows him in captivity. Him, he's been forced to cook for the gang. Is it the Nazis? I don't know. Yeah, the Nazi, yeah, gang, the Nazi, yeah. The Nazi gang. So they basically at the end of the show, Breaking Bad, they capture him, don't they? And they basically lock him up and make him cook meth for them in their in their lab. And he's like tied up and like chains and stuff. And like in the show, you like I went back and watched some of it. You see bits of him locked up but you don't see a lot of it you don't yeah, see a lot of yeah. going on and you just sort of it's just implied how he's been abused but, and yeah. it's not been looked after or whatever whereas in this show in this film it's like okay we're going to go a bit more deep dive into that there's a lot of in the, in the film there's a lot more of um, they sort of mess with time a little bit and they do a lot of flashback sequences mm. and then sort of to sort of tie it in with the show yeah, um, yeah. and it, it basically is just the whole story is basically just Jesse trying to Get his money and get out, or get some money and get out of the uh, out of the city and get away from the police, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And it also, it's almost like it's kind of filling in the blanks for the final season. It's filling in the blanks for Jesse, at least. That's what it felt like to me. It's giving you a proper ending, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Mm, this is a hard one to talk about. I think, in general, but do you want to talk about how? How do you think it worked? The fact that it was—I mean, Breaking Bad finished 
finished in 2012, I think it was. And this finished, obviously this is, you know, 2019 now. Oh, was it ever off-putting for you? That, yeah. Like how the difference in physicality yeah. that yeah. Jesse has? Because he's not like particularly much like larger in terms of like, he's not put on loads of weight in terms of, but he's, he's just he, built, he's, 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 a, he's an older guy he's now. Older. And he's <laughs> And he's like filled out more and he's like a, he's a bit more hench and I don't know, like there's a bits where he was wearing like, he's wearing like his yellow jacket <laughs> yeah, and his yeah, beanie yeah, hat yeah, yeah. and he looked just ridiculous in it because he's like a man and, he, and he's not like a kid anymore and it's sort of, that sort of was a little bit off-putting. It's like, it's, it's a small thing to mention i guess i did enjoy i forgot how good his fashion was though like his fashion sense is pretty great eco industries yeah oh wow but yeah i think i thought it was really off-putting i think i think the bigger thing for me is just because it was so long ago i didn't do any research or anything like that and i kind of forgot like where the story had left off so so, so i feel like that's that's part of the bigger bigger downfall did, rather than what it looks like did you watch the recap I didn't there wasn't a recap. There wasn't. There was. No. There was a recap. There was a recap. I pressed play, and then it was just like El Camino. Right. Okay, Johnny, whose account of Netflix? It's, are you it's using? my Netflix. It's your Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I really? Just, I just went onto it, and I was just like, okay, yeah, play, and then there was That's no really recap. Weird. There was like a five-minute recap. Yeah, five for minutes. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes through the, basically the entire series. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Up, yeah, in the yeah. last like. Most of the last season, basically. You because you said that there's a recap, and I was like, okay, it's going to come in a minute. I was like, I just thought it was going to be like embedded no, like, it's in like it a set, at some a point. Little video, uh, pants. Well, because I, I before the film started, we, me and Mel watched the first, the, sorry, the last episode of, of the final season. Anyway, just to sort of get back into that headspace. Mel was like, oh, maybe we should just watch the entire season again, or the last, uh, the entire show again, or the last season. You know, as a, but then we were like, can't bother with that. It's too, too, it's too long of a show to to watch again. So we're just. Watched the last episode, which was which was worth it. But I thought the recap was actually really good. I'm, it's a bit of a shame that you didn't you weren't able to. Yeah, I was kind of like, mm, okay, right. So uh, this is this guy, and I think I think he's free, but I'm not too sure. Uh, I can't remember. Well, we were driving back from the film that we watched on. I won't reveal what we've watched, but the film that we watched the overnight. And like Johnny was asking me about El Camino, and he was like, "Where does it fit in the timeline? Is it like um, before or after?" Because we were talking about because Jesse obviously eventually escapes to Alaska, and then I was saying how Walter is in Alaska at some point, or at least he's somewhere where snow is, and then he goes comes out yeah. of the snow place to to get Jesse back. Yeah, and then um, I was he's just like, hiding, isn't he? I was saying like it's interesting how they both sort of ended up in like a snow place, and you know it's almost like a nod to each other mm. or whatever. But Johnny was like, but he didn't understand where it was in the timeline. And I made a mistake by saying that it was before the end of the last episode or something. It was just a lot of confusion. But it has, it just proves that it's been a long time and that unless yeah. you've watched it I feel recently, like you... this film doesn't really hold up as its own standalone thing. You have to have watched the show, I think. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is exactly the, what's the Firefly film? Serenity. Serenity. Well, is... I was going to say about this, right? So, this is a thing that popped up in my mind about Serenity is I always thought if you watch if you haven't watched Serenity so if you haven't watched Firefly you can't really watch Serenity but then I've met people who have watched Serenity and haven't watched Firefly and still enjoy Serenity what? for example Mark Kermode likes Serenity but also never watched the show what? when did you meet him? well I've heard yeah, him talk about you, it I've heard have... him talk about it on the radio Kermode, but buddies yeah me and Kermode are like this no right well Kermode is, is well I don't want to say he's wrong but he is wrong because I so I went with, with with one of our friends, John, uh, my dad and his dad, because John and, and, and Nick, that's his, John's dad, um, are big Firefly fans. So they were like, we need to go see this film, we need to go see this film. So I was like, all right, sure. So I went to see Serenity. It sucked. 
it sucked really bad. And then like a number of years later, I watched Firefly and then watched Joanna and I was like, oh my goodness, this is one of the best films I've ever made. Because it doesn't work. It doesn't work because there's characters yeah. that they start killing off and there's no feeling whatsoever. I'm not like, oh, well, that no, guy's I don't dead. think it works as well, but I think, I think that film works better as a standalone film than this does, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anyway. I am I mean, with you on that. I am absolutely with you on that though because I I would love to see the experiment. I would love to get someone who's never seen Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. and just be like, so you can watch this film and then just almost have like a quick like review. So like in terms of like the film, standout sequences, is there anything really stand out to you? Yeah. So for me, Jesse Plemons who plays Todd, who's like the sort of creepy guy who sort of hang, mm-hmm. hangs out uh, and looks after him in, when he was like in the Nazi gang or whatever, yeah, uh, or been or captured by the Nazi gang. That character, I mean, I love Jesse Plemons anyway. I love that actor; he's amazing. Lance. In in Fargo, like he's so good. Oh yeah, in Fargo. yeah, he's class. Yeah. He's class. He's Fargo. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, yes. I think he's going to be nominated at one point for best act, uh, best actor at the Oscars or something. He's going to be. It's, I think he's got a massive career. Of him. He did a really cool episode of Black Mirror where it's on a spaceship. Yeah, that's one of the best episodes of Black Mirror. He's mm-hmm. also in the Irishman coming up, the Scorsese film. It's actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his little storyline I found worked really well. I, w- I would like—I mean, I was enjoying because I, I, really, I really like that character, but you didn't see much of him in the in the. Yeah, you didn't see why series. he was bad, but you just saw Jesse respect him so much. You you must think that yeah. he's you know he's he's not somebody to be messed with. Obviously, you see him like kill somebody. that kid. Remember that he kills the kid at the train, just like the little young lad who comes up on a bike yeah. and shoots him, and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is a psychopath. Um, but yeah, like that whole the whole sequence. That little thought, day out. Yeah, the day out of the day that was it I worked really it. well. So cute. And he took him, he's like oh, he's like, You're in the desert, aren't they? And he's like yeah, he gets the gun yeah. and there's that whole standoff scene and it's it's almost like a sort of Stockholm syndrome sort it of is, thing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. well done. Really subtle, like I thought it was amazing. And the like, sequence was amazing. Oh, I wanted to go get pizza or whatever and then yeah. like, oh it's so weird. Like it's such an interesting know, relationship and dynamic. Yeah. I thought I thought he was gonna try and kill him, but then he's gonna click and there's been no bullets in it or something, and then like things would have just gone gone from like bad to worse or something. Mm. But obviously the better outcome was the fact that like the Stockholm syndrome thing of like him just like giving that the gun back mm. and then obviously do you, do you think it was Stockholm syndrome or do you think it would just be like it's not worth me trying to escape because I ain't got anything to go to anyway? Could be. I think, yeah, I don't know. Could be. I At mean, this point, he was sort of so battered as well. Like, he was probably, yeah. I thought that he was a bit of a shell of a man, wasn't he, at that like, point? Heather was saying, like, did, she didn't remember a time that he wasn't crying in the final season. Like, yeah. Jesse was just basically always crying. Mm. And that, um, it just shows you, like, because I was saying to her, I was like, you know, I think it's just because he's just so broken. By that <laughs> point in, 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 the, in the TV show, he's just, he's not a human being anymore mm. he's just this complete mess I thought the day out was great yeah that was really funny um and also like dark uh I thought the sequence where the two guys come to find the money in the house oh the police officers yeah, yeah the, the fake that, police officers did you uh, that was a really good twist yeah I it was so it good really it? well it was I was trying so to, good after, afterwards I was like how does that fit in but it, it does fit in I think it works but it was such a good like twist yeah, on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. that I was like oh. it, it's because when he says like Lieutenant, and then the guy pulls his face, and you're like, "Oh, it's probably because he never calls him Lieutenant, or maybe he's not yeah, a Lieutenant." Yeah. And then, obviously, when the reveal happens, it's like, "Hats off, guys! Yeah. Well done. That I, was pretty good." I did like that whole sequence. You know, he's looking for the money. It was uh-huh. really good, but it did definitely feel like just another part of the show. Yeah, it yeah. felt very much like an episode of Breaking Bad because he does these sort of sequences. 
in a lot of his lot of the show like they have like, like there's a whole episode where they're trying to get a fly and, and yeah. like, there's like lots of like episodes that are just sort of like have these big um yeah big sequences that, that happen and it it, it 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 was good but i feel like the problem i had with this film is it didn't feel like they went for far enough of it it didn't feel like it needed and it was enough to, for it to be a standalone film so like, that sequence was interesting it was it was cool it would have worked well in this as an episode of the, of the show mm. but it didn't feel like it was enough for me sort of justify it being a film i think it needs to still be in like tone with everything else i wouldn't be expecting like cgi dinosaurs or anything to be like <laughs> cropping out of it you still want it to be like, <laughs> yeah. But you just want it to be like a. a, a, a I think calling it a movie is a bit of a mistake. It's just special. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, it's like an extended episode, really. Isn't yeah, it? but I guess it is. It is a movie in in some ways, just because of the length and it's a standalone thing. I don't know if there's another term that they would be able to call it, because Breaking Bad special. It just kind of oh, sounds yeah, like yeah. something you'd order at a Chinese mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah. I know, I know what you. I know what you mean. I think, like, because like the Downton film is probably like higher production value and than this. Well, no, than uh, an average Downton. Oh yes, exactly. Evan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. episode, and it's got like you know the, yeah, more budget similar. and stuff. Yeah, very. But like, you'll probably tell that oh, that actually looks a bit crisper and that looks a bit nicer and it's been done so it can be projected. Whereas <clears> this is kind of using the same crew probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or similar crew, but we're just going to do a two-hour episode, and I we're actually like nine years down the road. I was waiting for like, where's the budget going to come in? There's got to be mm. a budget for this. And I think the only part I really like there was a bit where he, he blew up the yeah that was yeah, the fact the, 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 the garage well. or whatever it's a massive yeah. explosion like yeah. oh that's where the budget went. <laughs> like, so, what's in the budget for this film? Is uh, I reckon it's well high. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea what a TV budget would be. So this this budget for this film was only six million dollars. Whoa, whoa, that's tiny. That's so small. Yeah, Are you reading it right though this time. Yeah, I'm reading it right this time. Yeah, <laughs> six mil. Six million. Well, that's what Wikipedia's reporting anyway. That's that's less than an episode of Game of Thrones. It's probably what the normal episode of the show would have cost. I would have thought. Oh, so maybe they just like. Well, you know what? Maybe there's not very many actors in it. Yeah, really. Maybe maybe Vince Gilligan just had an idea for the story and he wanted to tell it, and they just went to. Netflix and they gave him the money for it. I, I, I'm going to look, look, look into this at some point, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, come, um, come, then another makes episode. sense though because it's not, it doesn't feel like too much bigger than a normal episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one final thing. How did you find the close to Jesse's arc? Like, how did you find it? Like, did, did you think the story was an acceptable end to, to Jesse's um, so, character or yeah. like, were you happy? Were you happy with it? Because I, I wasn't particularly bothered that I didn't know what happened. I I, just... I liked that. I mean, Jesse at the start of the show was a bit of a bumbling. Yeah, he was. I mean, you. Guy. I mean, you. He was like he was in prison against his will. Like no, I'm... no. I mean, in the start of the show. I mean, not the film. The film. Oh, the the yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when yeah, you first yeah, meet yeah, him, yeah, 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 Revolta, yeah, 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 he's, yeah. A, he's a bit of a mess up. Obviously, like he's not a high school dropout. He he makes that point in the in the film, but he. Um, He's like he's he's a, he's a little bit of a mess. He's like you know a little, he, yeah. He, 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 in the show, if the police were after him, he would have been captured within an episode or whatever. Yes. Whereas in this, he seems like he's got a lot more experience. He's grown as a character. He's a lot more sure of himself. Mm-hmm. Like that whole sequence at the end, 
with the gun where he has the second gun strapped in his in, in his pocket. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. It was really, really well done. That little like, standoff. And I think it makes... It, it's a good ending to his story arc of like of him being um, just like... He's grown up and he's like... Yeah. He's, he, he's, he knows what he's doing and he's, he's just like a... Yeah, he's complete, quite a different character than he was yeah. at the start of the show. I also thought it's very interesting... He could have robbed his parents, but he didn't. He just took the guns. Mm. And I thought that shows you that he, like, I don't know, that relationship with his parents, is it's not fixed, but it's been bridged, I guess, in there a sense. There might not have been any money in the safe. And he only had the guns. Yeah, but you but did think he was going to steal off. I did. So yeah, I thought he was going to yeah. steal stuff. That was, that was the hint, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose. That, 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 that was a good... I, I did enjoy that finale, so it worked really well. Like, yeah? the, the, that part of it, at least... Um, how about you, Johnny? What do you think of the? Yeah, I mean, like, it's always good to go back into those worlds of characters that you've you've seen and for it to be done well, mm. unlike other things where it goes back into particular worlds of film and TV and it's done not well. Okay, it's 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 been done nicer in the, with respect, but it, I mean, it's like because he's doing Better Call Saul, like at the same time, he's probably just gone like okay so we, we're doing Better Call Saul season one season two season three right we're gonna do this movie for this and it's all like he's kept the momentum going mm. pretty much he might have had two or three years between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul but the momentum of and the idea of and mm. like how to do everything is still like relevant and it's kind of it's it's just another another day at work for him not saying that it's not special or anything but he just knows exactly what he's doing I and think it's come out I, well. I, I love seeing um, Badger and Skinny Pete. That was yeah, great. Yeah. And like, they're really good like characters and yeah, really good actors. Class. Like that, they, how they how they interacted with Jesse when they, when he came back and like how they were sort of scared of him, but also like trying to look after him. And you see that their relationship of like they love each other. Yeah. And it's really good. I, I really like that. That was the the characters that you really enjoy anyway from yeah. the from the from the show. And it just like, you, I'm glad you we touched on that. Like, and he goes like, first of all, word, and also when he goes. You're my hero, man. Uh, uh, there's a lot of points in in the TV program, sorry, in the um, El Camino, where it I was really emotionally connected to what was happening on screen, and I think just because I I think Jesse is probably well, he's 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 one of the like I would say him and Walter are like equal in my opinion mm-hmm. of like how much I like love those characters, and I and I thought it was a really nice end for him to finally sort of grow up and get out of selling drugs <laughs> and um and it was like nice that he was able to sort of say goodbye to his friends and he was able to see that his friends really do love him because yeah. he, he even jesse as a character was kind of taken back by what they were yeah. doing for him yeah. and i just thought it was class and, and also you know you had the because i thought there'd be that scene you know where he was in the the police station but because it was a, a part of the trailer where they were like, I'm not going to tell you where he is. Like, you'll oh, never get an item. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was in the trailer, but it wasn't actually in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I okay. love that nod because obviously he takes the El Camino and like gets caught. Yeah. Oh, it's, Just good writing, good, good. good use of advertisements. So we were going to mention this question earlier on, but might as well finish with it. Do you think this film needed to be made? Ah. Uh, I'll go first. I don't think it needed to be made mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, I think the ending of the show is is fine. Like it's like he gets away, and that's what you. That's sort of the same ending as this show. He gets away. You don't. You don't. You, you kind of get the, the idea that he's going to get away and he's going to be all right because mm-hmm. you know because you can just imagine you don't necessarily have to see it. 
But I feel like the, the this is a a pretty good uh, wrap up, I guess, and a good it's well fit into the character. Um, it shows a little bit more development of the character, and I did think it it was a little like the idea that he gets away by going to the vacuum cleaner guy and get and gets away the same way that Saul gets away in the same way that uh, Walter got away for a while was a little bit boring of a storyline just because I was like, okay, I know it's going to happen because this is what happened. <laughs> it's, it's happened twice before. So that was a little, I would probably wish there was a, something else that could have happened there. Maybe he just like was on the run himself or something. Yeah. But overall, it was fine. I'm, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it and it was good, but I don't think it needed to be made. I think it probably could have got away with not making it. I 100% thought it needed to be made. I've been up it all night thinking, where heck Jesse Pinkman is? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> like, where is he? Like, oh, I'm sweating just thinking. Is he safe? Jesse, uh, well, every day I'm since. thinking of you, like, picturing my car. I mean, you have got that shrine up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's like, if you like Breaking Bad, why not have another bit of Breaking Bad? It's like, yeah, it's nice just to, yeah. to revisit them characters and um, just see what's going on. Right, night is sort of finished with our Vince Gillian Breaking Bad. It isn't, it isn't, it's like, something like that. The little rattle at the end. It's got it's like a rattlesnake sort of. <laughs> it's got the most least re- memorable theme tune ever. It's like, you can't sing it. It's like no. some sort of low didgeridoo. I'm sure you'll find it's a guitar. It but, is a pretty but. poor title sequence. I always thought that. I always thought it wasn't very good. Mm. Like it was fine, but it was always just like, mm. just like we're not going to bother. Like with Game of Thrones, like every every season, you're like, oh, there's going to be a new opening title sequence. They're going to put even more money into the CGI. <laughs> yeah. Just like everyone's thing, like not singing. Around. Whereas Breaking Bad, just like just like, yay! It starts the show. Yeah, I like Star Trek. The intros to Star Trek are all awesome. Like every single one of them. Like, it's been like, a long time. It's like really <laughs> thematic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we just proved that. It's terrible. Like, that, that one. That one in particular, but I don't even class that as a star. You know, I couldn't even tell you the um, the, intro, the intro to the new one. Discovery. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what it is. It, I mean, oh, yeah, that's, it, that one's a bit vague, to be honest. But you're going to do it. You're going to do one of the intros. Do Voyager. Voyager. That's it. I've started that wrong. Sounds like World at War. Feel like that's the wrong key. Do generation. Yeah, unless you got that right. Patrick Stewart as John Luke Picard. <laughs> oh, Picard. Speaking of that, Picard soon. Mm, that'd be good. Pro- potentially. Who knows? It might be rubbish. Probably rubbish. Speaking of rubbish, we <laughs> ate a lot of rubbish the other night when hey. we watched two scary films. Mm, Segway. Did good you see seg- that? Good so the first horror film that we watched, and it was also a first for some of us in this room, our dear host, friend, colleague, had seen, never seen Scream before. I hadn't, no. Is that why you chose? Because there was a choice of films. Yeah, I think we had like, it was Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh, I would have also watched that one happily. Mm. But I'd, yeah, basically I'd uh, never seen Scream. It's always one of those where I thought I had, but 
it's because I've seen scary movie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I've seen that loads growing yeah, up as a yeah, kid, yeah, as like yeah. a teenager, or whatever. And it just the old, it just sort of became synonymous as like the same thing. Yeah. And I think I'd seen some sequels to Scream, but I'd never actually seen the original Scream. So, I, I, I going into it, I always thought it was like a bit of a crap film for some reason. Just because, again, because it's probably because of scary scary movie, I always mm, thought it was mm, not very mm. good. I wasn't ever like excited to watch it. But then as soon as it started, I was like, "Ooh, this is actually quite cool. It's interesting." Mm. So, sorry, Johnny, I interrupted you. What were you, you going to say? Anything? Uh, no, no, no. I was just going. Mm, yes, agree. Mm, yes, mm, uh, I yes. think uh, it's a great a, observation. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to give a bit of a description? Of yeah, what I do. So, Scream came out in 1966, uh, and the story. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the year we won the World Football, Cup. <laughs> crazy. Um, 1996. Um, the story. Oh, well, this is just a synopsis of, of IMDb. I hope I've got the right film because my uh, my luck with IMDb is sort of struck out. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Mm. Ooh, spooky! Something that's spooky though. It's just more like I'm gonna stab you, isn't it? It's more like stabby. It's very yeah. stabby, stabby. It's very like. American Pie meets a horror film sort of thing. Well, that's that. Well, that was that era, wasn't it? Yeah, that, there's a lot of those sort of films. Like out, yeah. Teenage American teenagers stabbing or McLovin. Yeah, that's McLovin's not even that's not even that era, is it? What's the what's the other one from um, from American Pie? What's the other the other dude? He's like oh Stifler. Stifler, there we go. Stifler uh, stars Neve Campbell. I actually had no idea that was her name, but Neve Campbell mm. as Sydney Prescott, Gil Weathers played. No, Courtney Cox plays Gil Weathers. Uh, her ex-husband David Arquette plays Deputy Dewey. So on and so forth. Oh, also Drew Barrymore's in this film. Yeah, she's at the start. Just for a little bit. Very, very briefly, before something happens. I think she was due to play like one of the main roles in it, but because she was like pretty busy with other films, that she could only just do the intro. So she could have potentially been the main star, uh, but it ended up being Neve. Oh, so. And yes, what do you think of the story? What do I think of the story. Um, what did I think of the story? What did you think? You know what? Of like, the story. A lot of my questions are directed at yeah, you because I've seen it. Johnny's seen it. So I had an idea of what the premise was because I'd, again, seen a scary movie. Yeah. But because I'd seen that and it's not the same story, mm. it, like it sort of threw me. So I didn't know who the killers were going to be, and it wasn't very obvious to me what was going to happen next. So, how did it make you feel? Like, did you think it was like simple, or did you think like it kept you interested no, it, the entire it time? Kept, kept you interested. It was definitely like not something that I, as the film went on, it was definitely surprises happening that I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize was going to happen. They were playing a lot on uh, your sort of knowledge of other horror films, yes. as well, and then sort yes. of like messing with that and some and so in, 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 and that and that literally referenced them as well. In the yeah, film. yeah, yeah. Like there's a whole segment towards the end where the all the kids are watching Halloween. Yeah, which I'm so glad I've watched Halloween this year. Um, and you know the the the, the correlations between what's going yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, in the in the Halloween movie movie that they're watching and also what's happening in in the the film, and it's yeah, it just. I was actually really surprised at how smart it was. Yeah. And how, um, cause I, again, because I watched the movie, it felt like it was going to be like a really dumb sort of late 90s teenage sort of horror film. I wasn't going to be like, like a sort of, I know what you did last summer sort of thing, which is yeah. sort of a pretty straight horror movie. Whereas this, <coughs> this felt like it was trying out different things. It was trying to be interested and keep you on your toes. Mm. Um, I never found the murder guy, the, the, well, the, 
two guys it turns out but the, 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 I never found that like get up very scary or very mm. like I'd say like instead of it being like a horror film it's more like uh, Pryro but with teenagers in it <laughs> it's, it's like it's more of a murder mystery like what? yeah I guess you are trying to figure out who, what's going on because it's not someone... it's not like the the ghost mask guy isn't massively scary I, I find you know like running around there's like a couple of like jump scares and stuff yeah, yeah but yeah. like it's more of a murder mystery than anything else it, it's, it's yeah it's more of like, oh, who's done it? And like, what's going on? And it's like setting the scenes or going to different places kind of like, yeah, it's not like really high tension all the time. It's not like building up no. and up and up and up. It's fairly straightforward in um, in the way that it, uh, it, it plays out. I, I really liked, so my favorite character is Randy. And I'm, we can talk about our favorite characters, but because Randy is, is a good example he basically is the guy who says the rules of horror films and he outlines like how old school horror films work and i really like that the director used his character to almost throw you off the scent every mm. so often of like who the killer could be yeah and i really liked that the director obviously well first of all didn't he do Night- nightmare on elm street it was not his original that's a it's that, it's that director isn't it yeah i'm oh, not being yeah, Wes yeah, Craven. yeah, yeah, Wes, Wes Craven. Um, I like, I like that he was one of the you know pioneers for good horror, and also was able to come back a number of years later and freshen it up a little bit with a with an interesting slasher, mm. like because he uses sort of Psycho as a, sort of an example, but then it also like he's, he's obviously someone who loves modern. the gen- genre. But I think like if you look at all his old work and all the kind of eighties and seventies horror films, they're all of a, like a particular style, so they're all kind of repeats on the same particular killer or like they are like uh hammer horror type films um or like haunted house films i think like it's got to like 1997 and he's just like i could be out of a job here <laughs> what I can need, i do to I, change it yeah up? i need to like reinvigorate the horror genre which i've been in and it, it is very different to like all the 80s horror films because yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It, i think it uses a lot more comedy than some of the others, and I think it's maybe a bit, a bit more friendly and accessible than yeah. some of the horror yeah, films yeah. as well. It's not completely gruesome or like horrible. I don't think I'd watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Sarah, but something like this, I think she'd, you know, it comes across as a bit spooky, but mm. it's not, mm-hmm. you know, gonna give it's you quite nightmares. approachable, isn't it? Yeah, it's very approachable. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like a, a tamer horror film, and I think it's designed for that era, and it's designed. For, to be a 15 so it's kind of like you're hitting the teenage teens like 20s yeah kind of age uh but i did think groups. it was it was quite funny like it was really like, there was a lot, a lot, yeah, of, a lot of jokes i mean the way that her best friend dies is pretty hilarious yeah, yeah so in the garage door, the door yeah, yeah 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 like, even like one of the killers when he's like get a little woozy like hit, oh, hit, that, his yeah. whole character and how mental that human being was was I, just. I, I think at the start funny. of the film, when you first introduced to those two guys, yeah, I was like, everyone in this film is just uh, uh, just a, a, annoying and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's like, and then, and then you realise, obviously, I realised towards the end, like when it reveals who the murder is, like, oh, okay, it makes sense why these guys are just weird and not like normal people. I, I think, I think, it is like a lot of the characters are like that in this in this film. It's like sort of a a. Uh, 
it sort of emphasised like that those sort of characteristics in the characters. Mm. Like I don't think a lot of. I mean, maybe it's because it's, it's like high school kids sort of and just being idiots. Or yeah, it plays on a lot of cliches yeah. of like different types of people. Like you'll be have like like one really geeky guy who's like well into horror films and you know like there was a guy who I used to sit next to in English and uh, it was called Faisal and mm. he had this black book and he was well into horror films he was absolutely loved horror films especially ones with sequels mm. and he had this book and he had um like stats on each film so wow. he'd write it in there he'd have a picture of say it was Halloween and he'd have a timeline and he'd put uh 15 minutes 20 seconds such and such person was killed by a like stabbed in the back of the neck wow. uh, like 25 minutes this person was like run over and then like stomped on or something and he had that for like all the halloween films all the friday the 13th films yeah. it was pretty and he went on to yeah you've seen my, you've seen mine hunter right you've seen that thing, like, <laughs> journals and stuff that's all i could think about when you were doing i was like is he just got a weird stabby journal like is that what that is no, no, well i'm yeah. sure faisal's doing great yeah no, faisal if you're listening Obviously, yes. We don't live in Huddersfield, so don't come for it. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's you know, I thought it was quite a good film. Like, I, I, my memories of it are like this scary movie. I I don't remember Scream that much, so I thought oh, it's going to be a bit lame. But yeah, I'll just go along and watch it. But I actually really enjoyed it. Like, mm. it it kind of makes me want to watch some of the other Scream films because I think the second one's meant to be quite good as Let's well. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I would be up for it. Definitely, I would definitely be up for that. I think they go up and then they go down. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. too sure how number four did. So, two questions. Favourite characters, standout moments, maybe specifically with those characters. Um, I quite like uh, who's Gail's love interest. Deputy Dewey. Yeah, I think he's pretty funny. Like, just oh, the yeah. way that he's trying to, like, get with her and uh, be, like, charming and... Like how like his sister like makes fun of him in the police station. Oh, and I love that. Like that. That was so good. Uh, and he's trying to be like really cool. Not when I've got the uniform on. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty good. I wonder what the age difference is between them because it kind of been that like if he's a deputy in the police, like I don't know. He, no, I think it said that he was like twenty five. Yeah, and he was like he's what, like, one of the youngest deputies to be in the police. Oh, okay, that's how they got Ryan that then. Yeah, nice. Um, nice. But I would have thought that because she's not a high school student, she's a reporter, so she must be sort of similarish age. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, it's true. Well, yeah. I, know, I think she's like twenty. So I don't know. She talks about the, the demographic of like the boys that are interested in her. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um. You know who I really liked? Who? <laughs> I like the, the prince. Yeah. The uh, principal, yes. What, it's so it's, weird. It's, uh, the, it's the it's thingy from. Uh, from Happy Days, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Oh, the Fonz. The Fonz. Yeah, it's the Fonz. Oh, I don't know. I haven't noticed. His name's the Fonz, isn't it? It's the Fonz. But, like, first of all, every time we touched a knife, the um, the sign design for it was like... Henry Winkler. That is, like, intense. You mean, sorry, the, the murderer guy? Or, no, no, or, no. Or Henry Winkler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was just like, he was like doing something with like a pair of scissors. It was like... And then he was really, he was perving on all the students. Yeah, yeah. And he was also like, his reaction to the two guys yeah. who were dressed up as the, as the, in the, in the screen mask was brilliant as well. And then like, yeah, I, I, I really, yeah, he was quite a funny character. Mental. Yeah. So I really liked the principal. I thought he was pretty good. Um, 
and his like his whole death sequence was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty mm. pretty pretty fitting end. And then obviously, um, not Billy, but the other guy is it Neil or something? The other killer. Yeah, the other killer. Um, I thought he was pretty great. Really tall. One. Yeah, the really tall one. Yeah. Yeah, he looked proper bizarre looking. Is he in Scooby Doo? He's in Scooby Doo. Shaggy. Yeah. He's yeah. also in Hackers. Oh, uh, cool. She's one of the hackers in the hackers. Do you know who I didn't like? Who? Billy. What, the other killer? The creepy yeah. guy. Yeah. First of all, why why, is, why, did, why does anyone want to date him? He was so weird. He was weird. But you can't turn around and say to me, well, all boys were like that in 1996. Because there's no way they were all weird, creepy men that were like, why won't you sleep with me? Well, hey, uh, oh, think, we're hanging out. We're alone now. I think that guy exists somewhere. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a, there's there's a, a farm online. World, like. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they all became the Joker. Um, I, yeah, just he was not pleasant to watch. No. I, I, I honestly like in terms of the characters. There's not. There were, it was. It was almost like, just like it. They all worked well together. They I do. don't think there was like too many standouts for me. I just think it just worked well as like an ensemble, I guess. Like, obviously, um, uh, Neve Campbell is you know, Sydney Prescott is the main character in the film, obviously. But like, I think she, I didn't really watch the film to enjoy her performance too much. It was mm. more just seeing all these weird and like interesting performances from the other mm. characters. Mm. Um, yeah, like. She was. I'd say she's probably the most boring character in the whole probably thing. Probably the most n- normal. She's character. She's kind of like very just straight down the middle, and then all the weird stuff happens around her. Some might say the mast of the ship, and everyone mm. works around her. Yeah. Okay. That's maybe a slightly better way of putting it. The mm. mast of the ship's well, probably the most boring one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nautical uh, description there. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. I haven't watched anything to do with boats, but that's true. <laughs> so, and we both. Would you, well, would you? You know, I don't even need to do it. Would you say we all enjoyed this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a great film. Yeah, you know, I really, film. really got into it. Was it was a great film. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that we watched it again. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad. I'm like, I'd be up for watching some more. Scream. I'd be up for watching more Scream. So, if, listeners, if you're listening and you've never seen Scream before, watch Scream. It's yeah. good. It's a very good Halloween film. But for a while, I kind of like, I was kind of being a bit snobbish about those that era of films of like those '90s and like early '90s kind of slasher hacker yeah. films, like. I was just kind of thinking, oh, there was nothing good about those films. Like, we need to look further back to, like, 70s and 80s stuff. But I really enjoyed it. I, it you know, it's sort of a little bit of a mini timepiece of, like, when I was growing up. Yeah, and, yeah I think yeah. so. Definitely does feel that, definitely of that time as well now. Like, because like, to me, it always felt, because, you know, when you go, it didn't feel like it's too long ago. It's like, oh, it's only, like, what, five years ago, ten years ago? Mm. no. It's like 24 years ago now or something. Almost, almost 24 years ago it was out. And you just like, so when the mobile phone drops on the floor and you're just like, what on earth? That's yeah. like, it was broken a tile. Yeah. <laughs> one last one last thing. One last little bit of a boop. If you had to slot it into the uh, Halloween films that we've watched out of the three, where would you put it? Where, mm. would, you put it? where would you put it? I know where I'd put it. I'd want to put it. I don't, know, I don't want to say number one. I would say it's number two. I'd say number two. Yeah. Number two. I think it's. I think it is a good. It's a good Halloween, Halloween. film. It's a good Halloween for, film. It's good for like sort of teenage yeah. Halloween film. On certain days, I might scary. put it as a one. But on other days, I put it as a two. 
It just depends who you get up in the morning. Yeah, I think feel it, like a slash. I think today. it's yeah, it's a really. It's good. I think it's good because it's it's enjoyable the whole way through, and it's like some of those scary like plot guys. I mean, I know you guys are not scared of it, but like when I was watching that, like it's enjoyable because it's but it's also because re- it's quite scary. I found it still quite scary. Like it's hard. It's almost hard to watch because you're just like on edge the whole time. And like with Scream, pretty much the entire way through, I was enjoying it. Like it was just yeah, really yeah. fun. It's not very slow. It's just it's kind yeah. of good paced all the way through. It's kind of moving on to the next thing, next thing, next thing, next yeah. thing. But it's not too like out there. It's you know still pretty straightforward. It's quite understandable. Yeah, yeah it's good. I enjoyed it. Definitely, yeah, uh, definitely worth watching. Would you say that Mandy was fairly different? So Mandy, yeah, <laughs> different film. Second film of the night, wasn't it? Mm. Ooh, yeah. It, it took a long time to choose another film, um, and we, yeah, we wanted so we wanted to go for something a bit more substantial, yeah. a bit more like a bit mm. darker, a bit more like. Is it, we've done this maybe three, four times yeah. now, yeah. watching yeah. various different films. So we, when we do the spooky movie night, we try and do something a bit more light-hearted. The past few years, it's been like an eighties. Kind of low budget it was vamp- comedy vamp- horror Vampire's film. Kiss last, last year. Oh, that was great. And, and what, then Hereditary. That, is it Sleepaway Camp oh, that we've watched in the past? I hadn't seen that one, but yeah, you guys watched that. Yeah. And then we watched the orph the orphanage after that. Yeah. And then we've done one more as well. I feel like did we watch something about some flubber or something out of someone's mouth? Oh, the stuff. The stuff. Yeah, watch the stuff. We watched Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. That was good one. We watched. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like punk rock sort of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We've Um, watched a lot of good horror films. There was one we watched that Liam suggested years ago. And it had, I'm sure it had the guy from Kissing It or something. And he had like like, a really long fingernail and it was like an 80s thing. I don't know. It was weird. (laughs) Anyway, we we watched a lot of sort of older sort of funny. Love it. Yeah. Try and mix it up. Try and like put two films in. To into a night. Um, so yeah, the second film we watched this time around was Mandy, wasn't it? Very, very different to what we normally watch, ish, mm. ish, because it does have a gentile fight in it. Mandy, directed by Panos Cosmatos mm-hmm. and written by Panos Cosmatos, uh, starring Nick Cage, Andrea Riseborough, Linus, Linus Rush. And Ned, you know what? I don't know who any of these other people. Basically, are. it's mo- pretty much it's Nick Cage and then a bunch of fairly unknown actors. I would say. Well, well, Bill Duke is in there, and he's also in a film that we're. I'm sure he's in a film we've what. Well, we're going to talk about it in oh, the future. Mandy's maybe. been in um, some Black Mirror episodes. Uh, so she was in uh, one where I think it was based up in. Scotland or like it was either Scotland or northern sort of Sweden and it was in a in a kind of remote house and she was like a, an architect in it. Alright. Um, did so they do that on purpose? Did they do it on purpose? Yeah. Why? I had Mandy in it. No, the the actress who plays her. Oh right. I thought you just like meant the character. I no, like you added no. her into an episode. <laughs> no. Oh Sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh and she's from she's from round here, I think she's from Newcastle. Believe it or not, right. oh. which is bizarre. Mm. Well, I thought it, and I also thought that she looked quite old, but she's only thirty-seven. Yeah, I thought she was. I actually did think she was a lot older than than that. Oh, really? But, yeah. So I, I want to do a game. 
But you, do you want to go first? Were you, you going to say something? I was just going to say, just one of us want to explain what actual. Well, this is this is the game. Okay. Right. <laughs> I want us all to make. I've got we've got a synopsis. We're going to use the internet, obviously. But I would like for us to each do a synopsis of the film because this uh, what, film. Do is, one line, and the next person does the next part of the story in one line. Yeah, let's do that. This isn't okay. going to go horribly wrong. Okay. I'll go first. Excellent. Do you want to do it uh, clockwise? Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny goes next after me. Right. So, Nick Cage and his wife, Mandy, live in a remote area in America. He is a lumberjack. She is an artist. She, they are both quite punk, rocky, uh, metal, maybe. Uh, and one day, Mandy is walking down the road when she is seen by... Heavy metal, by the way. Heavy metal. Motley crew. She's seen by a group of religious fanatics who are druggies. They set upon Mandy, um, the, the leader of the religious group, wants Mandy for his own. And they do this by... Summoning some sort of demonic biker gang to help uh, kidnap Mandy and uh i guess strong arm nick cage so they end up um <laughs> killing mandy spoilers burning yeah. her alive lovely while nicholas cage is tied up and left to watch so nicholas cage's character which i'm going to name now is red he basically, I think I can end it here, mm-hmm. basically goes on a killing spree, hunting the bikers down and the religious group down to avenge his murdered wife. Right. The listeners, uh, if you could just write in and tell us how bad that was, that would be great. <laughs> uh, this is what IMDb. I think said. we covered it pretty well. I think we did. Do. I think we did a better job than this guy. This guy's called Brian Mill- Mc- McInnes. McInnes? McInnes? Uh, the enchanted lives of a couple in a scheduled forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen, propelling Wait. a man into a spiraling surreal rampage of vengeance. Secluded mm. forest, Aaron. Oh, secluded, sorry. As I read it as scheduled. I know. You should I, look at installing... You're dyslexic, aren't you? Yeah, I've seen you this. You should look at no, installing a dyslexic font. Yeah, I've seen... I've not seen... Like my, my manager today used it and sent an email out and I was like, that's not, that's not English. Did that help you? Nope. Okay. They are they are words. Yes, I'm dyslexic. Where's my free laptop? Yeah, where's my free laptop? Mm? Exactly. Mm. So, Mandy, okay. First things first, this film hits you straight away with its visuals. Mm. Yeah. I would say. What's the, can you remember what the opening is? The opening is him... He's chopping down some trees. Chopping a tree down, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In and the then forest. He, he gets in a helicopter yeah. to his house. Yeah. And this house, just to set the scene a bit, if you haven't seen it and you don't care to watch it or whatever, the house is like, it's in the middle of a forest. Yeah. It's pretty much, there's no one else there around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a really odd house. I would love to actually know, I'm assuming it's a real house somewhere, but the house is basically, it's a wooden house, but it's got tons of windows everywhere. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. the house is like really, you basically can just look out and see the forest everywhere you're looking at. And it's, it's really interesting. Like, it's a really cool, like, you know, like some... I like it when films like are able to go to a location that's quite. Rec- it's now that sort of house is now like embedded in my head as like the house with Mandy. Like it's, yeah, I always yeah. remember that. Like it's interesting. 
Um, I would not want to live in that house. Let's just just gonna say it. Like the bed is like this open space where people can just look at you. It's in like a little glass cube that sticks yeah. out of the side of the house. I so don't cool. care that they're in the middle of a forest in the middle of nowhere. Still weird if I was just to wake up and just see a bear staring at me as I'm like waking up in the morning. I don't think I'd be I'm not into that. Like I wasn't into it whenever my dog tried to come into the toilet <laughs> when I was trying to pee. So I wouldn't be into it if a bear just <laughs> was just there. So anyway, this film is visually stunning, but also it moves at a snail's pace. It's very slow, isn't it's it? It's very slow. If you are mm. going to go watch this film, our friend Liam said before, and I'm glad he said before that we watched mm. it, that he said it, it's pace and it's really slow because it really, really is Yeah, slow. I think if I would have gone into that film not realizing that, it would have took me a bit longer to get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been like, what, what is going on? Because from what I'd heard about this film, I'd just I'd seen the trailer the trailer is mental because they have a lot to play with. Like the visuals in this film go crazy places, and you've got Nick Cage doing his crazy Nick fi- Nick Cage faces. <laughs> and when the, what I saw the trailer, I was like, "That looks really interesting and also bizarre and weird and like pure Nick Cage." So I was like, it, "The trailer definitely doesn't show you how slow it is and doesn't." No, 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 you'd no, probably no, think it's similar to like Mad Max or something like yeah, that, like yeah. some like post-apocalyptic you know, insane, very stylized, neon um, kind of piece of work. But it's, yeah, it's very slow. And Can we play another game? Yeah, yeah. Sure, right. we go. We're each going to take it in turns. We'll do, we'll do it around, we're on the, the table once. And we've each got to say a word or maybe a couple of words to describe the film. Oh, blooming it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, I can do this. I can do this. I can do Johnny, this. you go first. Straight. Strobe, okay. 1970s homage. I would would say heavy metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, Heavy metal. It's so, like... It's so metal. Like It's so drone drone metal. So the the, the film is, like, split up with the different chapters, and each chapter is, like, has its own metal, like a metal band logo, like some sort of, like... Like something you'd see on our friend Dan's like T-shirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like cancer bats or carnage or whatever, some sort of crazy lettering, and it yeah, it looks like what it, it looks like a like a metal band. Dan, it, Dan, logo. if you're listening, the the last um, chapter, which is called Mandy, has the the um, metal font. He'll know what that means. Mm. I guarantee you, I don't know what that it's means. It's the one where you can't really understand what it's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it just every, kind of goes on and on and on. Do you remember, like, in the, in the 90s, like, every single, like, metalcore band had, like, that font as, like, their logo. That's still yeah. going on. <laughs> it's just never ended. Um, so, yeah, again, I just I can't get over how good the visuals are. But story-wise, story-wise, how did you guys find the story? The story's pretty straightforward in some ways. Like, it's... Really? Yeah, there's not... Because not a lot happens, really. You think about it; it's like it's a revenge film at the yeah, heart of it. It's, it's like mm, okay, it's yeah, like yeah. A, okay, okay, a much better taken, Sorry. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that it's like same like content of like subject matter, but it's it's just a revenge film yeah. where he's going after the people who've uh, like killed his wife. Yeah, I, there's very few characters, isn't there? There's like Nick Cage and his wife. There's the guy he goes to. He's the guy from Predator. He goes to for help, and then there's a cult of like four or five people really mm. and that's basically it like and then obviously there's a demons guys whatever but like 
the the story itself is i mean it's it's a little bit abstracted of like you're trying to figure out what's going on but once you realize what is actually happening it's fairly simple i think hmm. i think in yeah okay yes i think the story is in terms of like the first part of the film the first chapter it didn't really feel i didn't really know maybe it's the second chapter it was like when the cults introduced the 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 weird cult I didn't know whether they were actually, like he actually was from heaven or hell. And then I didn't know what was reality and what wasn't reality. And like, it does a good, like, you know the way like in the third chapter, it kind of flips it on its head and it's what it says, oh, actually it's drugs. And they think that they're like this, but actually they're just real human beings. But then the dude gets shot with the arrow well, and it's... I think it, I, th- I honestly think it's some sort of mixture between... Like, reality and also like these are actual demonic like hell yeah i i mean yeah there's stuff that happens that wouldn't make any sense like it doesn't really make sense from a i don't think you can look at this film logically in terms of like trying to figure it out it's mental it's it's just going for that it, it knows what it's going for and it's you just kind of got to buy into it and just sort of go with it there's either two things it's either really smart and we don't understand it or they're just trying it on to look really smart and no one's going to understand it because it doesn't make any sense like in the way that you could really look into different characters and like their backstory and like look into particular names that they use and like try and figure out if that brings meaning to the rest of the story or they've just pulled random things out of the hat and it's just like this seems kind of a bit odd, but I'm just going to go with it. I think there is probably quite a bit of depth in it, but in the visuals. At oh least, yeah, 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 yeah. I think there probably is. I, I mean, I think you have to probably really look for it, and mm. like I'm sure I haven't gone online. But I'm sure there's a bunch of YouTube videos of people trying to explain it and go into it or whatever. I just liked it from a surface level mm. of what of what watching the film once, watching the visuals. I think visually it's really interesting and he's trying he's trying out some really some of the shots like the like the, flirt, like the red glows of the light of the of the cars and stuff are so it's obviously really stylized but mm. like it's just a really well done like it's beautifully shot um i think one of the, my favorite um bits of footage was when the when they're sleeping in the house and the lsd biker gang go into the house and it's all blue flashing Oh yeah, the and, you, and it's like a strobe light, and it's you just see them moving very slowly because the strobes flashing on and off, and it just looks really cool, but really creepy because it's the first time you've seen these almost like creatures kind of walking into this place, and you're just like, what on earth are they? Like everyone was human up to now, and now there's these like weird people who've arrived on these like three light kind of almost like spaceships, but they're they're motorbikes. And they arrive, and like, there's this one uh, one character who's got like all these kind of like pins sticking out of him, yeah. like all over, like sticks, or I'm, I'm not really too sure what it is because you you don't get a full like sort of gimp suit sort of things as well. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's proper just freaky, like it just totally just shifts the the film because until that point everyone else has been fairly human and like you know where they're coming from and then there's these three characters coming and you're just like bloody hell this is taking a turn it does and 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 then after like what they do to his wife like she's obviously gets like burned alive and mm. it's pretty horrific I was, I was saying like when we were watching the film i've just recently played a game um called hellblood um which features sort of similar sort of themes of like psychosis and like just like a, a, a disjointedness from reality and what's mm. going on and like you're going through this really like 
horrific sequences of like just like people in your family being murdered in a horrific way and what that does to you as a as a human being and sort of like the breakdown so in hellblade you sort of feature that there's a sesuena 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 Senua, I think. Senua, Senua, there we go. Thank you, I just couldn't. So it follows Senua, and it almost like it, sh- it shows her sort of get breaking free of this. But with Nicholas, uh, Nick Cage's character, it's him just going down and just getting crazier and more psychotic and more mental as 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 he went down the rabbit hole. So there's, that, no, there's no like they sort of they part ways. I don't somehow. I don't. I mean, I can't remember exactly what happens at the end of the film but I can't imagine that his character is going to it's going to end up well good for him in the mm. end he just wants to take everyone down with him doesn't he yeah yeah like there's a scene at the end actually I don't remember what it is now he's driving away from the <laughs> from the um, it's like a mining area where he's killed all the, all the bad guys he's killed them all and he's covered in blood and he looks over to his passenger seat and he, he sees his his dead wife and she looks at him and I think she smiles or whatever mm. And he does this crazy smile, mm. and it, it and it's just so like Nick Cage. It's so Nick Cage, and it's just like oh, so good. But like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what happens to that character after that. After that, like, I don't know how he can recover from that ordeal he's just gone through. But like, yeah, just like being with him as he's going on his rampage. It also doesn't feel too like it's not like. Um, He's suddenly John Wick, and he's suddenly now like able to. No, he he's just. It is kind of believable how he, how he t- t- gets his own back on the. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does drink that big jar of LSD, though. He does, yes. So he does become something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something changes. Yeah, like, I think like Nicolas Cage in this, like his acting's brilliant, like really good compared it, to quite a lot of other films. With this, his sort of his sort of acting lends itself to these sort of films, like sort yeah. of over the top. Like, he, he seemed like, yeah, in character, yeah, as you say, like, worked really well. And he, was, he wasn't just playing, like, a manic guy all the time. Like, the first half of the film, he was playing, like, this kind of yeah. real character and, like, yeah. a, an actual real person who you could, yeah. like, relate to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just some mental guy that he does in all these films. So I was looking at, like, his IMDb page, and he's got, like, six, seven other films coming out this year. Yeah, he's got, he's actually got one that I wanted to, I was going to send you guys a trailer for it, but I, I didn't, just he forgot. Make, he makes a lot of films. He's a hardworking guy. He's got, it's called Colour Out of Space. Right. And, like, I, if you can just look at the picture there, it's another one of these, like, mental films. It's got the same, like... Oh, it's H.P. Lovecraft as well. Yeah, so, um, it's, 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 Looks quite similar. Like there's a shot from it. Oh, nice! It's got. It, it looks like mm. quite similar to Mandy. And I saw the trailer today, and I was like, "Oh, that looks quite good." I'd be. I think I'd be up for watching that film and seeing how so it all pans out. The other thing I'd like to mention is the music, because the music is awesome. Well, I was gonna save the best bit for last. <laughs> uh, so we last episode, or yeah, last yeah last episode, we talked about my favorite film composer. John Bryan, my second favorite film composer, and just one of my favorite like composers of all time, Johan Johansson from Iceland. R.I.P. Johan um, is no longer with us, but this was the last film that he scored. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So Johansson, as uh, 
let's just look at his body of work on Umdaba. So, because I'm trying to Google it right now, um, he has done the arrival. Yeah, so Johan Johansson. Uh, oh, he's, he's credited on the Joker, guys. He's credited on the Joker. Prisoners? Uh, yes. He works with a specific director, if you can guess the director, because that's my favorite director. So Johan Johansson usually works with my favorite director, but obviously he's passed away, so he couldn't do it. And then there was a film that he was supposed to work with my favorite director, oh, okay. but they kicked him off it because they wanted something a bit more blockbustery. Denis Villeneuve. Yes. He was an absolute he bad boy. He did Blade Runner. He did Blade Runner. So who's died? Like you said somebody died. Johan Johansson. Johan Johansson's died. Is he? Yeah, the guy did this, the soundtrack for, for Mandy, yeah. Are you sure? Uh, 100%, yeah. He died, uh, I think it was either earlier this year or earlier last year, uh, under mysterious circumstances. He died... Died in 9th February 2018, so last year. But anyway, this the soundtrack is like drone metal, isn't it? It's like um, sort of... Industrial. Industrial drone metal. And that's not normally what his soundtracks sound like, by the way. His soundtracks are normally like quite... Um, usually quite odd, quite different from other soundtracks, but like string-based or like minimal-based, whereas this is very heavy. Very, very heavy. I don't know if any of you guys have listened to drone metal before. But um, I thought it was phenomenal. I've listened to it most days, I think. Drone metal? Drone music. Yeah, I mean, my favorite track from it is the the love theme. Yes, it's the best the, one, isn't it? The bit where it's kind of like a guitar swells in it. Is it there? Are they, they dancing? Should I play a bit of, bit of it? Um, yeah, we could try and get a bit of it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, have you seen Babel? Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit Babelish. I mean, this is tame compared to the actual soundtrack, though. This is, this is quite pretty. Right. It's kind of like the intro to the film. This is the, this is the user's bit where she's walking down the road and the, yeah. the guy from the cult sees her, doesn't it? Yeah. It sort of slows down. But they keep bringing it back in, like, in different parts in the film where it's kind of like, use it thematically, like, to come back and, like, represent that character in, in later parts in the movie. Cool. Right. We need to, because I feel like we could sit and talk about Monday all night because it's just quite intense. Right. Um, final thoughts, boys. Because when we finished the film, I think a lot of us were undecided about how we felt about it. I I knew I knew from like the first second the film started playing I was going to I was going to love it so but you guys you guys you guys go I'll go first cuz I'll be quick um I generally enjoyed it, it has, <laughs> generally it has a lot of good stuff in it there's a, like the visuals are really impressive it does a lot with a very little like it's the budget was only 6 million and it just like probably most of that goes to the cage and they did a, they did a lot with what they had um it was an interesting setup. The location was beautiful. Um, the story again was fairly mostly understandable. The big, big parts of it. I, I just for me, it was a little bit too slow. Um, and yeah, I probably could have. I didn't think the cult leader and the cult was very well realized. I think it could have been better. 
Um, so that for me was a little bit of a. I think if he had some somebody playing him a bit better, like a bit bigger yeah, character, bigger, mean, a bit mean. more of a, a stronger actor, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. he probably could have done something more with it. Um, so in general, I really I enjoyed it. It's Nick Cage doing what he does well, um, and I think the visuals really help. Again, the music was good. It's not again most of the time music doesn't really impact me as much as mm. it impacts you guys. But it worked well for this film, and I liked the whole like how metal it was, and it sort of fit fitted in with this film. Like he, the guy did this, who made this film, had a really strong direction, and, a, and he knew what he wanted to make, and he, he just sort of nailed it. So yeah. it was always good when films do that. Yeah, I think um, if I was gonna compare it to another film, I would say it goes really well with a film called Under the Skin. To me, those the, the, these two films, Mandy Under the Skin, are really in the sort of similar. Um, bucket of films that I would put together like both really quite slow both don't have a lot that goes on but the visuals and the story and sort of um, how the director wants to sort of play with you is sort of quite similar again with a pretty pretty famous actor and actress like both sort of propelling the story along but doing this sort of stranger weirder indie film Um, I think out of the two I prefer Under the Skin though still I think uh, just it's just stronger. It's quick. It's a bit more faster paced, and it's a little bit stronger of a film. To I would say compared to Mandy, but again, lots of good points for Mandy. Really like really liked it. Definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. Mm. I'd say like as a film, it's it's nice to see somebody like follow through in an idea fully. Like not like I don't see any kind of outside influences stopping this film from being made in the way that it was. Like it's just like I want it to be like that, and I want it to be really intense, and I want this to be flashing lights, and I don't care like if it's gonna like give someone a headache. Like this is just how I want to do it. It's nice to see someone's film and idea just like be fully like played out in that way. Yeah. Um, like if I was comparing it to films, there's two films that sort of came out similar time with Ryan Gosling so Only God Forgives and uh, Beyond the Away Beyond the Pines like those two films kind of are quite similar to this like they're quite slow and moody and very stylized and then there's like some kind of there's usually like a a really mental bit at the end where it all kind of comes to to a head Um, whether I enjoyed it or not um, I'd say I enjoyed it yeah I'd give it like a a four out of five if I was giving it a rating mm-hmm. um, but I don't would I rush back to see it I think there's other things I'd probably rush back to see before I'd watch this again but I will listen to the soundtrack because I think that's the soundtrack echoes back to parts of the film and I'll remember the film via that rather than wanting to rewatch it again Johan Johansson absolutely Beautiful to look at. Nick Cage, Chainsaw Fight, win. <laughs> That's my review. Very good. Nice. So that has been an episode of Movie Quest. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or anything to say, you could email us at moviequestpod.gmail.com or you could follow us at moviequestcast on Instagram. Please give us a follow because it would be nice to for us to look at your nice things that you post it's on Instagram. It's good to see who's out there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To us. Also, if you have time, give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much for listening, guys. See you, bye. <laughs>